Hi, this is Tim Krolski. Most people might think they know what goes on in the life of a truck driver, but we thought it was time to understand the person that operates the truck, to find what actually drives them, and what really goes on before and after the brakes get set. Welcome to Garner Trucking's Beyond the Cab. Hello and welcome to another edition of Garner Trucking's Beyond the Cab. Today we've got a special guest with us, uh, a former driver at one time we can say, uh, Mr. Rex Fletcher, our operations director, uh, lives here uh, in Finley, Ohio, has come from Finley, Ohio, homegrown, yep. right? Uh, hired with Garner in 1987, so just yep. a couple of years ago. And uh, since that time, that's there's been a long journey there, and we want to talk about some of that stuff. But I felt it was appropriate to do uh, a podcast, especially uh, when I know that this is kind of life beyond the cab for you. Um, you've Definitely. seen and done quite a bit, so uh, we want to talk about some of that stuff today. So just to just to kind of get started, Rex, um, uh, as a child, uh, you went to school here in Finley. Where at? Well, back in my day, <laughs> we, we went to many schools. So we started out going to Howard School, which was one kindergarten through third grade. And then we went to Washington School, which was uh, fourth grade through uh, seventh grade, or I'm sorry, sixth grade. And then Glenwood, which was seventh grade up to uh, ninth grade. <laughs> and then the high school. Then you finally make it to high school, right? Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. You you say we, but you have you have two siblings, correct? Yes. Uh, one passed away a year ago, but uh, yes, I had two younger brothers. Yep. Tim and Terry. So there was uh, plenty of rabble rousing, I'm sure, as oh, growing yeah. up. Yep. Probably yep. some troublemaking too. We won't get into all that today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we uh, we came from a family, a very poor family. Um, is uh, my mom raised three of us uh, from the time I was four. So, you know, she held down two jobs at certain times and stuff. So, Plus three know, boys. She three had boys, hands. yep. She had her hands full. Yeah. I know it's like we're raising four boys. And that was with two of us, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can certainly at least empathize, if nothing else. So, as a kid, what did you enjoy doing? Did you, were you into sports? Yeah, I played basketball. I played football. Um, I wasn't so much in the baseball, but um, those two sports, I played those in school and stuff, um, basically in grade school, but in high school, um, I didn't get into sports then. Basically, I got into cars then. Okay. When did uh, when did the music come along for you? Was that later on? or uh, Music came along... Um, I got my first guitar, I believe, when I was probably about 12. Okay. All right. Um, Mom saved up money and got it through Montgomery Ward. <laughs> right out of the catalog. <laughs> well, yeah, they had a little shop downtown, and you just go down there and order your stuff, go down there and pick it up. <laughs> so I had a... It's kind of like Amazon, yeah. but not. <laughs> not, right, exactly. But yeah, I had a guitar and a little silver tone amp and played guitar for... Uh, at least till 83. Okay. So were you pretty serious from, from the age of 12 with it? Because I know some, you know, we all get into things, especially when we're kids, and some yeah, things we find I, out we like and others we good, don't. It was good for, uh, 
believe it or not, I was very shy when I was a kid. So it was good for me to release some, you know, emotions and stuff sure. like that when writing. A little expression. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times I, I wrote a lot of my own songs. Okay. And stuff. So. All right. What was the first paying job you had then? Well, first paying job, I was 13, and I worked for a church. Okay. And I cleaned the preschool. Okay. So I would go in and clean after the day and clean the preschool. You know, pick up, clean up, and wipe everything down. Sort of like what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, were, you were COVID, you were COVID prepping back <laughs> yeah. in the day, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, how do you get from how do you get from those teenage years? Uh, and I know you spent some time um, uh, in in the world of the forest and things like that. Yeah, you did did some work uh, as a ranger, as a forest uh, conservation aid. Thank okay. You. But yeah, um, out of high school, that's what I wanted to become, and um, I got a job right away out at Van Buren State Park, and then I worked there for a year, and got transferred over to West Branch State Park over between Akron and Youngstown, and um, it was a pretty good sized park, but um, at that time, they were sending all the rangers and stuff to Columbus to carry guns. And okay. I, at that time, I was just not. It wasn't your thing. That wasn't my thing. And so, and then they had the state layoffs. There was big state layoffs come, it was back in 76, I think. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, I got laid off. And so I moved back here to Finley. Okay. What'd you do from there? Um, well, I found odd jobs and then. Um, I was working at uh, some restaurants and stuff. Um, one of my buddies wanted to start a band, so we started uh, forming a band. And by '78, we had a band and traveled around till mm, about '80, a little past, about '80 and a half. Okay, almost '81. All right. Till we Did disbanded. The whole tour in life, yeah. Yeah, we were on the road for about a year and a half. Living out of the van and <laughs> peanut butter, peanut butter <laughs> jelly sandwiches and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so then at, at some point, obviously, towards the end of the 80s, you end up finding your way towards the, the world of transportation. Yep. Um, what uh, what drew you in? How, how did you get to the... Well, I was looking for a job um, in 86, and a friend of mine was loading tires down at Cooper Tire, and he needed some help. Okay. So uh, I started loading tires. I became a lumper mm -hmm. and uh, was slinging tires for uh, about a year. And then he hurt his back. And he was actually working for Garner at the time. Okay. And he was bringing the trailers down in there to load them up mm -hmm. and then bringing them back out to Garner. So I had driven trucks you know, dump trucks and stuff like that. Um, so you're comfortable with, uh, yeah, with larger vehicles? Yeah, uh, just backing was not, my, you know, so, but. <laughs> it's nobody's he, no, strokes. But he was, he was teaching me up there, and you get a lot of backing, you know, when you're doing four, five, six trailers a day. Right. You know, up there. So he uh, taught me that. Uh, when he hurt his back, 
they approached me and wanted to know if I wanted to take over. Okay. And so I came out here, and Joe Kramer took me on a road test. and Checked you out. Yep. Drove my Mac R600. Wow. You know, no power steering, <laughs> no air conditioning. <laughs> Well, from from that point though, you spent uh, you spent time down at Cooper. You did some did some stuff with Whirlpool too. Yeah, um, I worked at flatbed uh, work. We did yep. uh, special I, commodity division. We had at yep. the time. I did flatbeds and tankers, coal buckets. I mean, you could be delivering lime into a farmer's field and then come back and hook onto a tanker and and go get. Uh, you know, something down the Lima there and <laughs> something different. Well, that's kind of the, the attraction to this job in the first place is the the different dynamics and the different things that you can do. I think as an industry, I, uh, to me, it's always been very cool that, you know, depending on what your preferences are, if you talk to a flatbed driver, flat, flatbed driving is the best type of driving you can do. If you talk to a dry van driver, they'll tell you theirs right. is the best you know if you're if you're hauling oversized loads that's the best one to do so uh, you know there's even within even within the industry there's a lot of diversity even though we're just simply moving products from point a to point b there's a lot of different things you can get into what what would you say at this point and uh, what would you say has kind of been your unique skill or skills that have kind of brought you to this point in in your life uh, patience. <laughs> That's taught really early on, too. Yeah. For, for those of you who don't know, we, you know, Rex and I, we've worked together for quite a while. And I, quite frankly, I consider a lot of the things that uh, I've learned about trucking um, have come from Rex. And that was always one of the big things was, you know, just be patient. Just be patient. It'll work out. It works out. And um, I would say more often than not. That patience does pay yeah. off, so that's something that I, I truly take. I, I take that with me. So, um, so we we get to a point where you're driving truck, but then there's obviously there's some needs to fill here in the office. Um, what 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 kind of caused that transition for you to to, to get off the road? Well, I was I was doing spotting at Whirlpool at the time. We had a spotting down there, and um, we lost that. To Penske. Okay. And so they approached me. We had um, um, expediting service here at the time, plus also the flatbeds were still going on. Right. And um, they asked me if I wanted to come in and take over those okay. two divisions. Okay. Expediting was very challenging. It's high-paced. High-paced, 24-7 on-call. Yeah. So I carried a briefcase with me because at the time we didn't have cell phones. So you carried have a pager. All your information with you. Yep, all yeah. your information and all that carried with me <laughs> wherever I went, in case I got a call from Finley Industries or somebody, <laughs> somebody yeah. that needed something to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That and then the flatbed side too. I, <clears throat> I know that you had built a uh, um, uh, pretty good rep- reputation here at Garner because of. Uh, that ability to be able to find some some back calls and 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 cover the trucks that that uh, were going out to different places in our flatbed division and getting them covered with freight coming back. Yes. Yep. So all those things kind of lead to eventually where you get to with uh, where we're at today. 
So, you know, kind of as I mentioned already, you know, we've, we've had, uh, we've spent a lot of time together over the years in different capacities. Um, when I came in, I came in as a driver as well and um, did some recruiting and, and sales and, and operations and different things over the years as well. Um, but I'm, I'm always curious I'm always curious about, you know, your the other person's life journey, you know, those things that uh, that kind of make you tick, that the that, that you can kind of bring to the forefront. And, um, you know, I feel, again, we've, we've known each other a long time, but what's something that you feel like people misunderstand about who you are yeah. or something about you that, that, that people just misunderstand or misinterpret? I like to, I like to be funny. I like to put humor in sometimes. Okay, and, and you think from uh, from the mis- misunderstanding perspective, does some people take that wrong? Or yeah, yeah. I think that can be true with with most anything. I know, <laughs> I know, I can do a pretty good job of that too from time <laughs> to time. If you had one superpower, what what would it be for you? One superpower. Well, at my age, I would say being able to heal myself. Okay. And to stay young. Okay. Those would be two powers <laughs> at that point. <laughs> well. But the power of healing would be good. Yeah. I can I can respect that. So is that what you would say to your 18-year-old self? You know, if you could go back no, in I time? No, I think my 18-year-old self would be like work hard, save money, retire young. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a lesson for everybody. I've, I've actually said on this show a couple of times now that – had I had known now, or known then what I know now, um, I think I probably would have done things quite a bit differently. I still would have been in the trucking industry for sure, but uh, I probably would have kept the little yeah. bit of stuff I had at home, and I'd have just done it coast to coast and yeah. banked a bunch of cash for about yep. a decade, and then found a way to improve my life from there. You yeah. Know? So yeah, it's it, it's funny what you look at in retrospect. Do you? What's your greatest fear? How do you manage that fear? Nah, my greatest fear is in speaking in front of people. <laughs> is that right? Oh man, yes. I it's, can I can clam up and just get the cold sweats and the <laughs> shakes on the inside. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not shaking outside, but on the inside, yeah. Yeah, it makes you uncomfortable. How do you manage that when you get into those situations, and especially with a role like you're in now as you know operations director? It, it commands a different. I, th- I think what I'm trying to do is just slow down. You know, just slow it down, not rush it. Right. You know, and you, you get a little more relaxed, and I've, that helps. I found um, many years ago, uh, back when I was doing the recruiting, um, I had a an outline um, of what I wanted to say. It, it didn't have everything exact, but I had this outline, and I kind of just I had to follow it you know what I mean mentally Mm -hmm. that's I just had to follow the thing and that's the way it worked and probably my first year I did that I followed that outline and uh, I had caught someone after one of my presentations that had said man he's so monotone and it was because I was committed to you know being in front of a crowd being concerned that I'm going to miss something or forget something and trying to organize those thoughts. But the fact of the matter was I already knew what I was talking about by that point. Mm-hmm. I had already done the spiel, you know, a, a thousand times right. by that point. And um, so just to kind of come out on the other side of that, just realizing yeah. that, okay, just 
Um, embrace think, what you know, and I think it has a lot to do with it. The more time to yeah know, that you spend for sure, for sure, comfortable. I, I will be very frank, though. I will tell you that uh, I can speak in front of a crowd of people that I don't know much easier than I could speak into a crowd of say our drivers. Yeah. It's still to this day it it, it makes me huh. not nervous, but uh, um, I just want to make sure you get that I get things right. Right. You know what I mean. I yeah. want to make sure that I'm broadcasting the right message and that I'm saying things correctly and that. Um, that my points are heard and understood, you know. Yeah. So, Rex, in the world of character and really getting on to understand, uh, you know, our new operations director and who you are, is there something that you can draw on a situation that's occurred, you know, maybe in your life that you you feel kind of provides some insight as to who you are, you know, as to as to what your character is? Um, I, I would just say the way I was brought up. And, you know, just my whole upbringing. Okay. You know, um, I was in Boy Scouts for a long time. Um, I really think that kind of shaped and molded, molded me. Molded you? Yeah. Yeah, ironically, uh, we we have uh, an acquaintance that goes that far back. Uh, unfortunately, he's he's passed on. My yes. my father-in-law, his uh, his brother was your your, yes. your uh Pack leader, scout leader. Yep. yep, yep. So that's yep. kind of cool. Yep, and uh, yeah, he took us out to um, Utah, out west, Arizona one time a trip. And, you know, not having a father, not having a vehicle. You know, the scouts was a way for me to get out and explore. See, yeah, see the world other than you know Finley, Ohio. There's really there's a lot of value in that, and even yeah. even now I've noticed that. Um, sometimes when we bring in some drivers, uh, new drivers, that they really haven't traveled outside the bounds of where they come from, where they live. And, and it's really interesting to me that um, th- not everyone gets that opportunity to at least right. get out a little bit and explore. Right. So when you have an opportunity like a Boy Scouts or, you know, some of these groups and organizations mm-hmm. that, that, that embrace that a little bit uh, to be able to take advantage of it, it really does have value. Yeah, it does. That's interesting. Um Personal heroes, who would they be for you? I don't know if I really got any heroes, <laughs> to be honest. Neil Pert's a hero. Well, yes, he's... <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. <laughs> yes. Sorry, NP. <laughs> I, I really don't know, honestly. I don't know if I have a hero. There's a lot of people that, you know, in my lifetime that that I admired and just their upbringing, um, their morals, the way they conduct life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really don't have really anybody that... Didn't you find it's true that um, as you meet people, come across new people, different people, uh, and you get to know them a little bit better, uh, that you you start to embrace and, and, and take embrace and take the things that you like most about those people yeah. and kind of incorporate them into your own yeah. existence. Yeah. I, I know that I think that that's true for me. There's, there's things over the years that you appreciate, appreciate about certain people, um, you know, the way that they handle some situations mm-hmm. or um, just their general attitudes or philosophies about things. Yeah. And, and you incorporate those things that you like into your own. And I think that's really kind of a, that's the true testimony is the compilation of all those people that you've been touched by during the course of your life and, and what you're able to glean from them and use from them that you like and enjoy. Yeah. 
It's kind of an I interesting, agree. interesting, uh, interesting way of looking at things. Anyway, um, what would you say a passion of yours is that nobody at work knows about? Passion of mine. Well, everybody knows my music. Uh, let's see. Well, I, I mean, we touched on it earlier. It'd be the outside, loving the outdoors and. You know the woods, mm-hmm. just being out in them. Now you're married. You've got two daughters, both grown and and, yep. and on their own. But um, do you still find that even now that you like to go back to that? Because usually, whatever you would enjoy and embrace in life, your your family either needs to or has to participate in. Do you do you still get out and and go and do things nature driven things with? Yeah, in fact, we just did that here a couple weeks ago. We went up to Maumee Bay State Park and. Went on the bird walk up oh, there. Oh, really? Yeah, walked down there looking for birds and wildlife and stuff. There's a lot of great things in Ohio like that. that you oh, can, yeah, a lot. Yeah, a they, lot of state parks and different places you can go to. So still still doing it to this day. That's, that's oh, yeah. outstanding. Um, well, you touched on music a little bit, which we, you know is always one of my hotspot <laughs> topics. I, b- both of us are musicians. Both of us are drummers. And... Um, so there's a, a real kinship there, I think, over the years. What What's turning you on right now in the world of music? Oh, right now is uh, blues and jazz and fusion. Okay. Yep. That's real work, that stuff. <laughs> it's not like 4-4 rock and roll. No, right? it's not like 4-4 rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, a little. little it's uh, a little more complicated, you know, but... Uh, I think that's what it you know keeps my interest. Any uh, any bands or or groups or individuals that come to mind that uh, you really are appreciating right now that maybe our our listeners can go out and well, you download because that's you know, where Joe Bonamassa, yep. yeah, he's one of man. my big big guys. Yep. Uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, another serious blues guy. Yeah, but rocking blues, you know. That's, yeah, it's rocking blues like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yep. you know. Yeah, it's got a little bit more punch to it. Yep. So that's that keeps you young. That's what that's all that does. Keeps the heart beating. So, in your opinion, what uh, you know, kind of coming back to where we both meet and 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 exist on most days, um, what drives the organization we work for? Dedication, same visions that everybody's got the same visions. Um, the love of being out and driving. You know. Um, the love of customer service. You have to love that. Yeah. On both sides. Yes. Because it's the customer and it's the driver, and we've got to yeah. serve both. Yep. For sure. Well said. Well said. So all in all, um, you know, we, we take many things and experiences with us over the years. What would you say your favorite memory uh, in trucking is at this point? I think one of my favorite times was I had a group of mentors truck guys have been here for a while okay and when i first started driving kind of took me under their wing and taught you taught me yeah because back then uh, things were completely different for versus what they are yeah because yeah because we ran in groups right you know there when you hauled flatbed or you hauled coal bucket or tanker there might be three of you going out to the place and yeah you're wolves at that point you're running in a pack yeah so you know I had your front door, your back door, and your middle guy in there. So it's like a, just a road yes. train. Yep. So they they really taught me a lot. 
you know, took their time. They goofed around with me some. Sure. You know. Sure. But it was um, it's part of the hazing process. Oh right? yes. Yep. Yeah. That I, I that's the uh, that's always the amazing part to me. And you know, it's like that with anything. The longer you're alive, the longer things go on. You realize um, how much things change. It's interesting because of those transitions that you see over the years, you know, and the longer you're around, the longer and the more transition you see and the changes that come um, from, you know, back in the day, like you said, with the kind of that more that wolf pack mentality to, Mm -hmm. you know, the conga lines we used to talk about with other customers where you sat all day and you waited to get your loads and, and then you'd go and. Up to and twelve hours sometimes. Yeah, you'd be sitting, yep. waiting, and you just and then you then you run and and get to where you're going so mm-hmm. that the product gets where it needs to be, to um, which you know w- there's always room for improvement and even today you have customers that may delay you and and all the problems that 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 do come with trucking because it's not all you know just driving in windshield yeah. time. There's You've come a long way. Yeah, I, I, for I would the agree driver with that. part of it. I mean, the equipment is so much nicer. Yeah, I can't even so, imagine that because I, I know in my short time the improvements that have been made, but I still had – I wasn't sitting on top of an engine. I wasn't driving cab overs. Yeah. I wasn't, uh, you know, sucking heat in, the, in yeah. the middle of summertime. We had AC and power steering and those types of things, whereas that was not always nope. the case. That was not. So it, it is. It's interesting to, to, to watch those changes in the industry and how much safer things have gotten and hopefully yes. how much more courteous things have gotten for yep. not only the drivers but the general motoring public too. Yep, and the drop and hook, that is. Drop that and is. hook is super important. That's how we keep everybody moving, right? Yep. yep. Well, Rex, I really appreciate you taking some time with me today. Um, definitely important to get you in front of the fleet and introduce you to everybody. Thank uh, you. You, you, uh, you broke a, uh, a chain here because I've had – Nothing but drivers on the, on beyond the cab to this point, and uh, part of the plan was always to start bringing some staff in here and there, and this was the right opportunity. I want to congratulate you on the job. Thank um, you. You're more than deserving of it. I have every confidence in your capabilities, and uh, look forward to seeing where we where we head, where the ship gets steered <laughs> at this point. So, yep. um, thanks again for your time today, and uh, this is another episode of Garner Trucking's Beyond the Cab. <laughs>